Well, hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 23, and my name is Scott Volker. If you're brand new to this this show, and I just wanted to reach out and shake your hand and say, hey, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. I think this is going to be really worth your while. Not just this episode, but if you go back and listen to all of the other episodes, or if you're brand new and you're just getting started, you're probably going to want to head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash start, and I've put together like five or six of the uh, the podcast episodes, which kind of walk you through the process step by step, all right? So today, I am going to be sharing with you a really, really cool guy that is, well, he's not just a cool guy, he's pretty smart too, and uh, he's not just running one Amazon business, he's running multiple businesses, and what I mean by that is, is and I'm going to let him share a story, obviously, I just kind of want to give you a little heads up. But what he's doing is he's managing other sellers' accounts because they don't want to do the work, okay? And that's another thing that you could be thinking about. In the beginning here, if you wanted to maybe, you know, go after someone that's already selling, you know, either brick and mortar or, you know, someone that's even just selling online but not on the Amazon platform, they might not want to do the work. Well, that's what Chris has done here, and he's doing a really good job at it. And the other thing I like about you know, talking to Chris is he's going to be able to open our eyes to other categories and other markets and kind of let us know if there's anything different in those. And we really, really do have a great conversation. And you're going to hear that in this interview. Before we do, as you always know, I like to read a review from iTunes because I appreciate them so much because it, I know it takes you time to go over there and leave them. And, uh, and I, it also motivates me to continue to do these. So it's a win-win. And I get to rank a little higher over there and possibly reach other sellers that are doing well that we can have on the show. So if you haven't left a review, I'd really appreciate it after the show's over. If you could do that, that would be totally awesome. All right. So the one I'm going to review is from Dance Garden Gal. Okay. And the headline is Private Label Rockstar. And if you've listened to one or, uh, well, the first or second episode, I think it was, I wanted to be a rock star when I was a kid, when I was 17 years old. So I kind of am feeling like Maybe I might be slight, little tad. I'm showing like little tiny of a private label rock star. Wow, that's awesome. No, I don't think I'm a rock star by any stretch. But, you know, yeah, I'm doing okay on Amazon right now. But let me just read the review. All right, so um, Dance Garden Gal, so I'm assuming it's a girl, she says, I've been listening to the podcast since day one, and it hasn't gotten boring yet. Scott is very easy to listen to and provides the very best quality content out there. It's the best bang for your buck that you don't even have to spend. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) All right, so awesome. Thank you, Dance Garden Gal. I don't have your first name, but that's a cool name right there. Thank you for leaving that review. I really do appreciate it. All right. So with that being said, let's dive right into the interview and you're going to hear this entire conversation that Chris and I had about Amazon business. And I promise you, you're going to learn something, uh, even if it's just one golden nugget that you can take away from an existing business, or if you're just starting, it's going to definitely, definitely inspire and motivate you to get this baby rolling. All right. So let's listen to the interview. All right, everyone. Well, I am really excited today because on the show, I have a good friend. I've got an Amazon seller and someone who's in my mastermind group, Chris Schaefer. Welcome to the show, my man. How's it going? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And you are in Texas and I'm in New York and we're about an hour difference right now, but not for long, right? Yeah. In theory. <laughs> in theory, right. Uh, no, I, I, I just wanted to say thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we've had some some other conversations privately and stuff, but... Um, you know, you've got a ton, a ton of background in not just Amazon, but uh, in you know just e-commerce and uh, and and just marketing in, in general. So maybe you could 
take us back a little bit. Tell tell people, I guess, a little bit about yourself, where you came from and stuff, and as far as, and, uh, you know, business. And then from there, where you are now and where you plan to be. And, and maybe we'll just discuss, you know, the key points to, um, you know, to your journey as far as like, you know, the whole Amazon ecosystem. So if you would, just tell us a little bit about you and, uh, and uh, you know, how you got started in this Amazon thing. Absolutely. So I'm a, I'm a pretty young guy, but I've had, uh, I've been blessed for lack of a better word with a lot of good experiences, you know, right out of college, I got to work um, and do some online inbound marketing for a tech startup. I've worked with small and medium sized businesses doing e-commerce, search engine optimization, conversion rate optimization, everything from building the website to writing the content and helping, you know, brainstorm product and product line extensions. I've had the ability to work with some Fortune 500 companies, former Fortune 500 companies um, in their e-commerce search engine optimization. But my real, my, my real passion has always lain with small and medium-sized businesses. Um, and so as a result of that, we got involved in Amazon through one of uh, the e-commerce businesses that we were helping. Um, we had built their website and they had a single product available in various sizes and we were looking for quick ways to help them monetize because, it, as your listeners know and you and you yourself know, Scott, building a website and getting it to rank for a product that no one knows and trying to sell that is a real hard slog. Mm-hmm. Um, so about a year ago, we just, for lack of a better word, threw the product up on Amazon. Um, we copied and pasted the description from the website and set up uh, FBA because we didn't want to deal with the fulfillment. And uh, we actually started to sell a couple. And we looked at the channel and we said, wow, this is really interesting. Um, we dug in and started to do some research and found out about the uh, the high-end info product that everybody knows about and some of the other the groups and, and mastermind groups and some of those kinds of things involved. And we started to, to really dig in and understand what it takes to, to drive those sales on Amazon. And then about Four or five months ago, we finally decided, I guess it was it was either August or September of 2014, we thought we knew enough to, to really dive into it. And we decided that Amazon was going to be the channel that we really pushed. And we came in, we rewrote the product description, filled everything out based on our SEO background. We really started to ramp up on the PPC, which I know you're a fan of. Mm-hmm. And we went from selling two or three units a day on a completely unoptimized listing to selling four or five times that in a single week. Um, wow. we, we doubled and then tripled within about two weeks um, just from properly creating the description and starting to drive PPC. Now was um, this from now th- was this the company that you were helping? Is that is that the, the one that you're talking about or is this one that you started? Yeah. So this is this is the company that we are most heavily involved with and this is the one that we now are running essentially. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is the this is the one that you, that you and I talk about most frequently. Okay. 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 Um, so we are helping them source products and do all all of those kinds of things. But th- this is our main focus at this yeah. point. Yeah. And um, and I and I I just want to tell tell the, the the listeners, this is why I love talking to you because you've got your hands into not just one business, you've got them in you've got it into a few, which is great because it just. You can see different things, different trends, and you can see what works, what doesn't work in certain uh, markets. But you pretty much can say that you know the stuff that we talk about, the basics is pretty much you know 
it's consistent. You know, I mean, it pretty much is got to be done across all of these markets, but the competition is what we've always talked about too, is, you know, like if you're in a competitive market, it's going to be a little bit harder. So, um, I just wanted to bring that up that, you know, this is why I think it's, it's valuable to have you on because you are seeing, uh, you know, not just one market, you're seeing a few different markets. So yeah, just go ahead. I just wanted to throw that in there. And that's the thing that's really interesting, Scott, is is the competition. And it's funny, you know, we're in several different markets. And the one, and I, I'm pretty sure you've talked about it on the podcast in the past, that's absolutely the most competitive, is that health and fitness, like, supplements market. Yes. Um, that is really cutthroat. So if you're if you're not down for spending 10 hours a week defending yourself, <laughs> exactly. I, would, I, I would tell your listeners probably to avoid that market. The profit yeah. margin looks awesome, yep. and it is. But yeah. the uh, the fight for that, if you're looking, you know, to set up your four hour work week style business, unless you are hiring a team of outsourced, you know, Filipino VAs to to help you handle that, it's going to be really hard to to keep your hours down there. But you know, so so we have that business that we're helping, you know, we're we're sourcing all of the products for, and we're we're really building that as our entity at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also kind of off the back end of that. I was listening to uh, another one of the podcasts that I love and heard somebody was talking about their product. I went and checked it out and I bought it. I realized they weren't listed on Amazon. And so reached out to them and said, hey, you know, I'd love to tell you how you can make more money. And I don't know anyone that has ever said no. (laughs) And so we ended up we ended up uh, arriving at a consulting agreement with them. And we now have consulting agreements with a couple other companies that, you know, we came about in a, in a very similar way, which was basically just us saying, we'd love to tell you how you can make more money. And then people coming back to, to my group and saying, well, that seems like a lot of work. Um, how, how about you do it for us and we pay you? <laughs> there you go. Uh, which I'm, which I'm okay with because yeah. it's not, as we all know, Amazon is work, but it's not nearly as difficult as it sounds. Right, uh, right. To get to get started at the very least. So. And, and yeah, and and I think and I think you know people listening. I, I just want to say this too because it brings up a great point. Uh, you know, some people are saying, "Well, I don't have any money to get started," or "I don't have enough money to get started." But you may know someone that either already has a product. Or it may, you might see an opportunity, maybe even a friend or maybe a, a close friend or even a distant friend or a cousin or whatever, and you you listen to them talking about something, maybe they're even in a brick and mortar, and you you can maybe help them bring that on Amazon and then make some money doing that while you build up your stockpile of money so you can go ahead and invest that in your own product. I think this is a great way to get into the game without having to actually have your own product. So I, I completely agree with that. I yeah. Think- you know, there, there's two real ways for anybody who doesn't, for lack of a better, have the money to, to start with a private label product or doesn't want to take the plunge without any experience. The first is is what I know you've talked about in the past is retail arbitrage. And yep. the second is to reach out to some of these local businesses and say, hey, take a chance on me. Um, you know, if, if, if you don't feel comfortable charging them for it, do it on a commission basis. True. Yeah. Because, you know, what, what are they going to lose? At the worst, it's going to cost them thirty-five bucks for the seller central account and a couple, you know, a couple dollars in PPC spend to try it. Well, I was going to and say then, you could even you could even say you know what I'll I'll even pay for that for you for thirty bucks. You know, is that what it is now? Thirty bucks? Is it thirty-nine? Uh, I forget. 
39. Yeah. Okay. So it's 40 bucks. You might even say as, as you did, you know, you might have this, this account that you want to start and go ahead and try to get these local businesses that'll go under this one seller's account just to, uh, to try to, you know, get your feet wet in it. Um, now let me ask you this though, cause I know you, you'll, you'll know the answer to this. What if someone wanted to even just put up a listing and not do fulfill by Amazon and just do fulfill by merchant, um, to get started? What, what's your feelings on that? Uh, I'm all for it. And I know, Scott, you and I talked this weekend in our mastermind group about one of the consulting clients I have that has both FBA and Fulfilled by Merchant. Yes, yes. Um, and their Fulfilled by Merchant right now is actually outperforming their FBA huh. um, because they have variations that are doing, you know, they have some that are FBA, some that are FBM. Okay. But I, I'm all for it. I think the biggest benefit well, there's, there's two big benefits to fulfill by Amazon, right? One is you don't have to handle the inventory. I so like that one too, by the way. <laughs> especially if you're consulting. <laughs> right. Right? Like it's it's a pain in the butt to have to, to reach out to whoever you're consulting for and say, hey, we got an order. Go ahead and ship it out. Right. Or worse, keep their stuff in your garage right. and then have to send it out. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a former eBayer, then maybe you're okay with that. Yeah. I you know, my garage gets hot. I live in Texas. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want stuff in there right. and I don't want it in my house because my dog will smell it. Right. right. Um, but you know, the biggest other benefit other than not having the headache of fulfillment is that you do get additional sales just by being fulfilled by Amazon. You know, a lot of the prime users, and we noticed this when we made the switch initially, um, a lot of people who have Prime will search and then filter by Prime available because they want that free two-day shipping. Yes. Right. And so if you are FBA, you're going to pick up a couple of those sales just by accident because your competitors aren't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And, and honestly, it saves money over Fulfilled by Merchant, even with the $39 a month or whatever it is now. Um the shipping cost to Amazon is so low. Oh gosh, it's so so low. It's ridiculous, actually. <laughs> that even if you're willing to put up with the headache of fulfilling the order yourself and going jumping through all those hoops, you know, it costs you. It will probably cost you less to ship it to Amazon and then pay the FBA fee yep. than it does to. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It does to fulfill it yourself because you're paying, you know, you're you're paying that sales commission to Amazon either way. So the only difference is what you're paying in shipping. Exactly. Now, and so, now, 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 let me ask you one other question. I keep driving in here because you're bringing up some good points, but it made me think. I was talking to uh, actually my wife's cousin the other day, and we were talking about Amazon and stuff. And uh, she says that she doesn't even look about FBA or none of that stuff. A lot of people don't. They just, you know, they they just want to know that they're going to get it. But what she does, she uses the filter for. She only shops for free shipping, and she doesn't have Prime. So my question is this. How do we as a seller allow ourselves to sell our product with free shipping? I know you can create the coupon and stuff like that, but what's your thoughts on that? Because I don't know how many people are doing that or if you're losing a bunch of your market or is she just an oddball? <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, just just based on and we've done some surveys internally uh, with our team and and just did a lot of asking around with sure. the, the families and friends that we had that were prime. Most of those prime people, in my opinion, and just based on the, the analytics that we see, most of those people are going to filter by, by prime eligible. Okay. Um, some of those people are going to filter by free shipping just because it's available. Yep. But 
I would tend to think most of those people are going to filter by Prime because it includes free shipping. And exactly. they know that it's going to get to them in the two-day yep. window. Yep, yep, right? yep. If you're doing Fulfilled by Merchant, um, unless it's changed since the last time I set up an FBM listing, Amazon will automatically include the shipping fee based on on all of those things. So you would, you do have to set it to a zero right. if you want to do free shipping as uh, Fulfilled by Merchant. Okay, okay, but cool. But you can, you can do that on the fulfilled by merchant side. Okay. You can set it, just set it to zero and then you'll show up for free shipping. I got you. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I, I just, I just was curious cause I hadn't ever thought of that. I just thought, you know, like, you know, if you have prime, you're going to get free shipping. And if you don't have prime, you're going to pay for shipping, you know, kind of thing. And, um, I just didn't know if that was like, you know, worth looking into. And I honestly, I think that the, you know, Amazon's really pushing their prime. So, I mean, they're adding, you know, all of the other benefits. So I think everyone's going to pretty much have that Someday, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, so, so it's funny, you know, the thing that I see here is uh, I just jumped on Amazon while we were talking about it because it wasn't a filter option that I had ever even looked at before. Yeah, it says free shipping by Amazon is oh, what okay. the, the filter actually is. So it does. It will filter by prime. OK, OK, uh, cool. That's, you know, I mean. For yeah. all intents and purposes, it's going to filter by prime. Yeah. So, OK, yeah. cool. All right. Um, okay. So, okay. You're, you're working with these, with these, um, these other sellers and you're helping them and, and all that. Um, let's kind of, let's kind of dig a little bit into, cause they've already did the product selection and I know that that's a big one for people. Um, are you ever helping anyone decide on a product, their next product to do? Yeah. And so that's, that's a lot of what we're doing now. Um, is that product selection stage just because we're in it every day. Okay. Um, and that's, that's really where we've taken ownership of, that first group that we were talking about and mm -hmm. that we're, you know, is our products now um, is we're really digging in. And the first thing that we look for, I don't know, you know, Scott, you've, you've dived a little bit into your selection criteria. Yep. Um, the first product is absolutely the hardest. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the first product in the, in the group that we're doing most of the product selection for really was not an ideal Amazon product. Uh, you know, I would never, have listed that like okay. I, I would never have sourced that if we didn't already have it gotcha um just because for you know for one the margin isn't there mm -hmm. uh that's actually our lowest margin product and two because the volume isn't as high okay um it was it's a very niche product and it just isn't something that i would have so, like, if you were looking at the BSR and you were doing research, you would have passed that over like crazy. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, our BSR is significantly higher than anyone else right. in that sub-niche right. because of all of the things that we've done now. Exactly. But looking at it, you go, oh, well, that's only, you know, most mm -hmm. of those are only selling three or four a day. Exactly. That's not where I want to be. And, okay. you know, I would rather be in that. 10 to 20, 20 to 30 a day range right. for any of the products that we source. Yep. Um, and we've, we've sourced some products that are, you know, that top 100, top 200 range. Mm -hmm. And we've sourced some products that are in the like 1000 plus range, which I know you and I have talked about. Yep. Um, and that's honestly where I feel the most comfortable because yeah. I know I can get it to, to 10 to 20 units a day or even higher without, you know, 20 hours extra a week of pushing just that product. Right. But, but so you have a little bit of advantage as I do, because you already have 
a product and you already kind of have a gauge because you know what the BSR is. When you sell 20 a day, you know that the BSR was whatever, 500, let's say. Then you know that when you're looking for other products, if you find one that's in a certain range between, let's say, 500 and 1500, you can kind of guesstimate as far as how many sales you're probably going to get. Uh, you know, you may even have a product that's in there that's doing, like me right now, I have my second product in there and that's floating between. Oh, 5,000 BSR to about 20,000 BSR. So I know that at that range, I know how many I'm selling. You know what I mean? Right. So I can kind of look at future products and go, okay, this right now is 5,000. So I know I could probably sell between 10 and 15 a day at that. And if I do better than that, then it's only going to increase. Um, and I can kind of use that as a gauge, as an upper gauge versus it being the one that's doing well, that's a 500 BSR. Um, Absolutely. So you have so much more control, but there's people listening right now. They're like, I don't even have my first product. I'm, that's my hardest thing. So what kind of advice would you give them um, if you're advising them to get into this game? Well, and it's it's funny because the first products that we looked to actually source did kind of fall into that. Um, just because mm -hmm. we started looking before, you know, that, that August, September mark where we really started to push into Amazon and, and learn everything that there was to learn about it. Right. Um, we were like, oh, well, what else can we sell? Because this looks like, you know, we can put something up and it'll sell. And yeah, exactly. you, you, you can. Yeah. It's not, you know, if you do a little bit of work, you'll sell a lot more. Uh -huh, but, uh -huh. uh, you know, the first thing is something that you use is or something that you're passionate about. And I know, you know, the, the objection that I always get is, well, I don't know what I'm passionate about. Yeah, I know. But there, <laughs> there's something in your house that you touch or that you use. Um, and so that. That is a good Amazon private label product. Right. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be your life's goal to sell the best garlic press in the world. Exactly. But if you use a garlic press every day, you know something about it. Well, yeah. Right? Or if, if you're into cooking, right? You're, if you're into cooking and you know that you love cooking, then you know that you're probably into those kind of gadgets and stuff. Now, we're not saying go out there and do garlic press because there's a, a hundred thousand right. of those things out there, but we're just giving ideas. But, you know, if you're into coffee, some people are into tea, right? And these, all this tea stuff, right? All the tea press and the percolators and all this jazz, right? I don't know anything about it, but there's some people that just, they love their tea. I was talking to my wife's cousin the other night again, and same thing. She uses loose tea, I've never even heard about this stuff. You know, like people on uh, listening are be like, "What? You have never?" I, I didn't. I just thought you get a tea bag, put it in your hot water. That's know? what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> yeah. So, but there's people. It's a, it's like a it's like a delicacy almost in a sense, right? It's like it's it's a higher end uh, tea, you know. So there's a if if that's what you're doing, like there's certain things that you got to dig into that, and don't just go to the top surface stuff. You got to dig a little lower. But anyway, that's my tangent on that. But yeah, right. it doesn't so that, have to be like you said. It doesn't have to be like, you know, you're, you're going after this big cure or this big, uh, you know, problem that you have to fix or something that you just absolutely love to do. It just has to be something that you know that you use on a daily basis that you feel makes your life better or easier or something. Right. And so the, the first step to that and the thing that I always like to talk about is just spend an hour or two writing down everything that that's around you, you know, your desk, your office, wherever it is, or everything that you touch in a day. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of work, but it's a really good place to start. Yeah. And then the other thing is, um, and this is, I, I don't know. I've also done some, some drop shipping. And one of the things that's always recommended there is everything you've bought in the last year. Yep. Right. And so if you have an Amazon account, they keep a really nice uh, they do. receipt of that. <laughs> so you can just jump in and look at all of the things that you've bought off Amazon. Um, it might be scary, you, too, by the way. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like seeing the number at the end of the year, but <laughs> I'll take it. Yes. Um, you know, it, just the things that you bought yep. and, and look and say, okay, because you know what you were happy with about that and what you weren't happy with. And so, you know, that's, that's a place to start. And then my next suggestion is, you know, jump on Amazon and look at what the competition is like. Look at, you know, the number of reviews for the top ranking products in that, in that keyword, you know, if it's a garlic press, just go to Amazon, type in garlic press and look at the top five people, see how many reviews they have, see what their seller ranking is. Um, And then, you know, if if you aren't familiar with BSR and some of those kinds of things, there's a variety of tools out there that will give you a ballpark guesstimate um, of how many sales a day that they're doing. Or you can use the method that, that Scott uses, which is, you know, log in, type 999 as the quantity, and track it for a couple of days. And that'll give you a little bit more of an accurate estimate on how much they're actually selling. Um, and when you find a product that you're comfortable with, jump on Alibaba or um, any of the other sourcing sites. There's a couple of good ones for in the US if you want to stay there. But jump on there and see if you can find something that piques your interest. And then order samples from as many people as you feel comfortable ordering samples from. Find the ones that you'd like and throw away the ones that you don't. And then yeah. go from there. Yeah, no. And, and again, a lot of people try to overcomplicate this, but also some people want to go right in with the most competitive market. And I actually, I just I just got a, a, an email from a, a listener and wanted to know what I thought about this certain product. And I was honest. I didn't think it was a good product because everyone and their brother is trying to sell it. And, you know, it's like if you want to go in with that type of product, you need to have the money to back it and you need to promote it and you need to be able to be willing to do that over and over and over again. Um, so I am like you, you know, Chris, where, you know, I'm looking at lower, you know, lower hanging fruit, I guess is the term you would say that where you're not, you're going to fly under the radar. It's like when people would look at something and be like, I'm not going to promote that. It's not sexy, right? It's nothing. It's no. It's not fancy. Or I, I, you know, the margin might not be as high. And here, here's a little thing that I'll just throw this out there for people. If you're lo- if you're looking at a product and you don't feel the margin is there, well, do some bundles. You know, make some bundles of that same product. And we've talked about this in, in the in the mastermind group a little bit, Chris. But and you're a uh, you know you're a believer in it as well. You know, but you can you can have multiple products of the same product under one listing and then from there just so, sell it as a single unit, a, a triple pack maybe and a five pack. And by doing this, you're going to have a, a whole slew of benefits because you're going to have more than one listing listed on Amazon, but also it gives the the uh the buyer, you know, their the uh the value of the one item and then you can make it better in the three pack and the five pack and try to push the three and the five pack. And, uh, and then this, this way here, a lot of people are only selling it as a single unit for maybe eight bucks. But what if you were to add three of them together, it would be 24 bucks, but you could sell it for maybe 1995. I'm just giving an idea, right. you know, and, so. and you lower your product costs and all of those kinds yeah. of things. And, and by having those variations and just, you know, to completely go off the conversation that we were having, uh, <laughs> having those variations forces people to upsell themselves. Exactly. Right? You know, it, it's human nature to want more for less. And so if any time you have that, you know, good, better, best option, you're going to accidentally sell more. You know, people will upsell themselves into that three pack, five pack, 10 pack, whatever it is, because they want more or they want the best or, you know, it's just it's a perceived value thing. And it's a pretty common trick 
if you guys are familiar with software as a service, they will always have three to five options, yes. right? And it forces people to the middle yep. for because they don't want the cheap thing and they don't want the expensive thing. They want the thing right smack dab in the middle because it must be the best, right? Yep. You know, it's it seems like the most rational decision and it's, you know, completely not, but it it really helps you as a seller to, to sell more of those things. Well, yeah, you're, the, you're adding value, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, the, the biggest advice that I can have for anybody that's really struggling to get started. And I know you commented on the thread in the, the private label big group yeah. on Amazon or on, on Facebook is just get started. Yeah. I mean, it, it might not be the sexiest product. It might not be the thing that's going to make you your millions, but if you can sell five of them a day, you know, at a $10 margin, that's 50 bucks a day. Guess yeah. what? That's 18 grand a year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I couldn't agree more. And that, you and I have had this conversation, you know, people are looking and the thing that's the sexiest niche on Amazon is probably the supplement niche, right? Yep. Because you can sell something for 30 bucks that costs you a dollar 18 to get. Yep. Right. You have just massive margins and high volume, high volume, but you also have massive competition. Yep. And so if you can find a single product that sells you 10 units a day at a $10 profit, that's $36,000 a year. If you can get two of them, that's $72,000 a year. Yeah. If you can find three of them, you're over 100K, right? Yeah, no, I it's agree. It's a lot easier to find three products that sell 10 units a day than it is to find one that sells 30. Yeah, and and it's almost like once you get them going, you're you're. I don't want to say it's autopilot, but it's pretty darn close to it because you're not going to probably have the competition. So you don't have to do as much promotion. You don't have to do as much pay per click. Maybe you know. I mean, it's just everything goes down from there, and you can just focus on your next product. Now, I'm not saying you got to go out there and get a hundred products because I'm not a huge fan of that either, but. Yeah, you have to have that metric. And I know you've said, you know, you're happy with 10 to 15 sales a day. And, I, you know, ultimately I am if my margin is at that $10 mark. Right. But really my I shoot for 20 because I want five products that are selling, you know, uh, 20 bucks a day. And that, that's going to be my thousand bucks. So, you know, that's kind of like my metric. But, you know, again, it, it just like you're saying, just start and start and you're going to learn the process. And, you know, it might not be a home run or it could be a home run that you didn't even think was going to be a home run. You know, so you just don't know, but just don't overthink it so much, I think is the, is the big thing, you know? Right. If you, you know, you have five things that you, you can't decide between pick one, yeah. just pick one, yep. throw a dart at a board, flip a coin a bunch of times, Yeah. you know, make it happen. Fill five bowls with dog food, whichever <laughs> one your dog eats, pick that product. That's a good I, one. It doesn't matter. Right. For I mean, like it does, but the, <laughs> The thing that matters is the actual action, right? right? Taking that action step. Well, here, here's here's the thing, it, though, too. It's very unlikely that if you've done the research that it's going to be a total bomb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and here, here's the other thing, though. I want to go back to the, to the gentleman, and I'm not picking on him, and I'm not, so I'm not going to say his name anyway. But, you know, basically he said, uh, I'm going to get 150 units and test the market. Well, if you're going to get 150 units, that's your promotions that you're going to use. You know, so after that's gone, now what? You know, it's like if you're going to go into a competitive niche, I'm telling you right now, 150 to 200 units is the minimum you're going to want to use as a promotion, right? Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to really get a real true test unless you can start with, to me, honestly, in a competitive market, you need at least 800 to 1,000 units, at least. because And then you're going to need the money to be able to back it, to be able to push the promotion to go ahead and do your $2 giveaway or $3, whatever you're going to do. 
Uh, seems like the 99 cent one is kind of going away or the dollar one. It's, it's starting to be more like the dollar 95 or the 295, depending on your price point. Um, but you, you need to be able to go in at it, you know, like you're going to do it. Now, if you're testing the other market, like we're talking about, like a, a, a market that's not as saturated, yeah, you could start with a couple hundred units, maybe give 50 away and then see how that goes and slowly start increasing your stuff. You could probably go that route. Um, but if you're going in a competitive market where, I mean, I think I did a search for the actual product and there was like, I think 30,000 listings with that particular Yikes. keyword. You know, that's crazy, right? I mean, you really got to differentiate yourself. So it's not, to me, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not the best way to go at it in the beginning, especially if you want to scale up from there and you want to go with that. Like we've talked about this too, Chris, it's like, if that's that one product you really want to sell, cause you think there's a huge thing, start with something that's related to it. That's not as competitive, get the market buying through your seller's account and getting your score up and all that stuff. And then release that, that other product, you know? And that's, that's that was going to be my point when you originally brought that up. And I'm glad you came back around to it is, you know, Scott and I aren't saying avoid competitive markets. No, we're saying be smart. Uh, you know, yeah. if you are just starting out, don't go after a product that's top 100. Exactly. Go after a product that's top 5000. Because right. guess what? That 5000 BSR you're selling, you know, depending on your category, 10, 15, 20, 25 units a day, yep. right? That's a substantial amount of income for a single product where most of your, you know, the, the vast majority of your effort really is upfront. And this mm -hmm. is, a, you know, Amazon, it really is a front loaded effort thing. You have to source the product. You have to import the product. You have to write the copy. You have to do all of the initial PPC stuff. You know, Scott just said, it's not quite autopilot, but it's not cycle intensive no. after you get, past that initial launch phase right No, absolutely it's it's a couple hours a week and yep. then that doesn't that doesn't scale exponentially right if you have 10 products the amount of time you spend testing and tweaking your ppc campaign is not much different than the time if you have five products or even three products exactly right you have a little bit more work up front but the, the amount of work on the back end is just about the same you got to make sure that you still have an inventory you got to make sure that nothing weird happened and you got to make sure that your automated seller feedback sequences are are running. Right. All right. And then testing and tweaking PPC. That's just about it. Yeah. So if if you can find a product where, you know, you can buy a test order of 100 and you only have to give away 20, that puts you in a much better position than a test order of 100 where you have to give away 80. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, no, it makes it a lot easier. And, it, you know, for a lot of the products that we source, we at this point have only had to give away, you know, get reviews you know, to get those verified reviews, we do a giveaway of, of 10 to 20 units. And we know that based on our feedback sequences and, and the emails that we send out and the customer follow-up and the, the cross sales and cross promotion that we get that yes, we could probably give away a hundred and do it a little bit faster, but that 10 to 20 in the, the seller rankings that we're looking at gives us enough of a head start to know where we're going to end up if, right. if we buy more than that test order. Right. 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 Yeah. No. And, and I think people listening too. I mean, the other one that a lot of people don't talk about is, and it's pretty much the same. It's AliExpress, which is an extension of Alibaba, but that one there, I mean, you might not get all of your, maybe your logo and stuff printed on there. And you might not, you know, if you want it quick, like that's a lot of times a wholesale deal or something that's similar, or even just it's white labeled, but they're not going to white label it for you. You're going to white label it once you get it. But you could literally find something there that's 
either close to your product or that is your product or similar that you can always modify later. And let's say something comes in a plastic bag, you can just go to Staples or Office Max or any place that prints labels, have your labels, your UPC and everything printed and you can label them yourself. Get a you know a couple hundred of those. They, you can probably have them shipped to you in probably like two three weeks, um, and then that's just a quick way to kind of test the market as well. You don't need the fancy packaging. You don't need uh, you know the insert card. You don't need the box. You don't need none of that stuff. Um, just kind of again getting it up there and getting it listed, getting through the process, getting it going. Um, so that's just another little thing that I, I've been I've actually been looking at another product which is it's it's in my my market but a little bit off of my market and I was thinking about just testing the thing because it was a really cheap price point um, and I was going to test the the whole single pack triple pack you know five pack because right. I can get them for about a, a little just a little over a dollar a piece um, so I was thinking of doing something similar to that and giving it a test and uh, and seeing what happens because the investment was going to be very very minimal so just that's thinking out loud there but yeah yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's the first product is just get started, pick one and go, you know, for your first one, you know, that high end info product that we talk about really advocates pushing into that top 100. I, I don't like that market even for products beyond your first one, but that's, you know, it's totally up to you, yeah. but pick something and go with it. Yep. And once you're up and listed and making sales, you know, the second, third, fourth, fifth, hundredth product falls into place yeah. because everything is related to something. Agree. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, Scott, you, you said you really want to shoot for that 20 sales a day. I'm, I'm comfortable, even if it's only selling 10 a day, I'd like to be at 20 to 30, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to call it a failure if it, if it no. caps out at 15. No. And there's a very specific reason for that. The reason is you have no idea how powerful, I mean, Amazon is specifically constructed to convert people into buying things, right? Everything about the website is designed to make people buy their stuff. Absolutely. Their follow-up sequences, the way everything is laid out, it looks hideous, but it works really well. It will take you six years of building and tweaking your own website to even come close to a conversion rate that Amazon has. And even in that case, you can spend a couple million dollars on a conversion rate consultant to take your e-commerce conversion rate from three to four percent, right? As opposed to 16, 18, 20 percent on Amazon. Yeah. So you have, you know, you have that added benefit. And then you know, Amazon gives you all of these, you know, related products, products frequently bought with. Hey, you looked at this thing and now we're gonna email you with a hundred other things that you might like. All of those things can serve as as idea generations for product buying extensions, right? The, the thing that I really like is the frequently bought together. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, there's a couple of little tricks and hacks that you can use to make that work really well for you. Why don't you um, give us one of them? <laughs> so, the, the, so, okay, so your second product, right? Look at your product listing on Amazon and see what's listed as a frequently bought together. It will change a little bit, you know, from day to day, depending on how many orders you have. But once you get into that 10 to 15 order range... Uh, you'll start to see it kind of flatten out and the product itself may change. You know, it might go from brand A to brand B, but the actual thing that people are buying tends to, tends to kind of level out over time. Um, so let's go, you know, you're selling a garlic press. Well, okay. What is frequently bought with a garlic press? It's a kitchen utensil. Maybe they're going to buy pots and pans. Maybe they're going to buy something else. Whatever those other frequently bought with things are, go out, find out if it meets your personal product criteria 
source it, list it on Amazon, right? Now you've doubled your, your chance that you're going to sell your own product because you now have two listings as opposed to one. True. But what, what you can do, um, and you, you'll naturally get some cross sales um, just because people will click on your, your seller page and, and see that you're selling those two things. And if they're in the market for both of them, they'll buy both. Or you'll sell you know one to the person and then they'll come back and search for something else, recognize the brand name and buy it, right? Right, right. Um, and that's that's not to get completely off course, but that's where I'm comfortable. That's why I'm comfortable in that 10 to 15 sales range for a product. Because I know that even if it caps out there, if I source another product that's related, I can move that to 15 to 20 or even 25. Um, right, because the other products based, are helping to promote that. Based on those cross-sales, because you'll naturally start to pick those up. Now, right. there are some some little tricks and hacks that you can do to, to for lack of a better term, force that to appear. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we've talked about previously is those promotions. Um, you know, buy to get... 20% off, right? Yep. Um, the promotions you can set up on the back end. You can set up a promotion and you know include it in your product images or whatever that says buy product A and product B and save 20%, right? They have to add both product A and product B to their cart. So depending on how competitive your niche is, you sell three, four, five of those, both of your products are going to appear in that frequently bought together. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, because you start to drive that yourself. Yeah. And then over time, you can phase out that promotion because that's naturally what's frequently bought together. People just hit add all to cart and go. Now, to set that up, and I know about this myself, but I'm, I'm just acting as the listener. To set that up, you go into your promotions tab, correct? And then yep. you can select the products that you want to basically be purchased together in order to receive that discount. And then that'll show up in that little promotions box um, that's down below. I think it's below the description. Right. It's, it floats depending on the day, but I think it's, it's right around the description area. And the other and thing says, I've, I've noticed is that they, they have actually a button there that you can right, click it, on that will add them. All of those yes. items to your cart, That's huge. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's two different ways you can run that promotion. You can either do, um, item a plus item B and have it be only those two items that you select on the back end, or you can do the the more traditional style promotion that you see on a lot of the higher end, like health and beauty listings, which is buy any two of our products and get 20% off. Okay. Um, and then in that case, you would just select entire, I think the entire catalog or entire library um, when you're creating that promotion. Mm-hmm. The downside to that is then you don't have control over what appears in that frequently bought together True category. You True. know, you're not you're not necessarily directly pushing that, right? But uh, it'll show just all of your products. So if all of your products are similar, then it should be a good one. But if you're saying that you want, you know, the garlic press to show up with the I don't know garlic bag holder for the garlic right. or something, then you would want those two to be able to show up together because you know that that's a better chance for that to be a a perfect upsell. Right, and that's so upsells is another thing that we talked about. This weekend, actually, um, you know, when you're you're beyond your first product, you know, related products are great. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of everyone has different criteria for price points. Um, but when you're, you're creating that second product, 
it can be a different price point. It doesn't have to be, you know, that product A is 1999, so you you absolutely want to stay in that price range because through doing some of those things, you can either bring in one of those lower price products where you make a little bit less margin if it's something that you think will lead somebody to buy that garlic press, right? Exactly, so it's yeah. uh, you know, the garlic bag might only be 4.99 or 5.99, but the garlic press is 19. Well, you know, if we can get those listed as frequently bought together, someone who's really passionate about garlic is probably going to buy both of those. So, you know, that that 4.99 product might have a higher search volume and might be more frequently bought. So you're okay with only making a dollar on that because you know you're going to sell a hundred of them a day or whatever it is, um, and you will accidentally increase your sales of the garlic press. In addition to that. So, you know, it kind of works both ways. And additionally, you know, maybe they're looking into buying a high end set of pots and pans. Exactly. You know, a a garlic saltaire. Yes. Yes. Something like that. Yep. You can bring in a higher price point item as well and and use that as the entry point to upsell into a higher price transaction. Yep. No. And and that's, you know, that's marketing one-on-one, right? I mean, that's stuff we've been we've been taught since the beginning, you know, years ago. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're in that natural progression of the sale. So you want to be able to offer those products. I think that's, that's a great idea though, Chris, too, is to actually look at your, um, either yours and it'll tell you what's frequently bought with it, you know, that maybe you haven't released yet or, uh, you're a competitor and then see what's being frequently bought together. And then that could be a great, a great way to, you know, spawn a new idea. And then you could be that, you know, be that particular product. I think that's, that's really, uh, that's really powerful to, to be able to, to do that. Now, the one thing is I will say, and you've probably noticed this too, with all of these promotions out there going out, you know, for these different blast services, um, you'll, you'll notice, and I've noticed it with mine, like, uh, you know, if I've used that in the past, you'll see like, uh, you know, your product and then frequently bought together, uh, like rubber, you know, like cupcake holders, you know, because right. that promotion ran for maybe your product and another product. And those were bought together because, you know, they were around the same time. Um, so, you know, that's something you got to look at too. You know, obviously you're going to tell if that product's related or not, <laughs> you know what I mean? So don't do your research and go, wow, a garlic press and someone's buying, I don't know, uh, a basketball, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, that doesn't make sense. You, you kind of got to use your head on that, but for the most part, it will be. And depending on what kind of market you're looking at, uh, you know, as doing this research, you're going to tell if they're doing these blasts or not, because, you know, you're going to see that, you know, those products that everyone's pushing. Oh, and that's, that's the other point that we should probably stress is, you know, that second, third, fourth, fifth product probably should be directly related to your first product. Yeah. Um, and you know, don't worry if you pick a garlic press and you can't think of things that are related to that. Right. Amazon does a lot of that work for you. Right. Um, if you know where to look, which we, you know, we just spent 15 minutes talking about that, but you know, you don't need to know what your product line extensions are going to be from the get go. And that's another thing that a lot of people get caught up on when they're first looking to start is, you know, Oh, I know I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to have to have multiple products to, you know, quit my full-time job while I'm doing this. Don't worry about that up front. Those will become more and more apparent to you. You know, my team internally has a list of probably 25 products at this point that we're looking into sourcing and, you know, we're never going to get to all of them, but they're all valuable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you just, in surfing around and checking out your competition, we'll find a bunch that, that makes sense. It's not, it's for, it's a lot easier 
to yeah. find those additional products than it is to find the first one. No, absolutely. And like you said, I, I just think when people are picking a product, you know, you're going to know that there's other products out there that are going to go with this. You just don't need to know them exactly. But like, you know, I give you an example. I was talking to uh, um, a gentleman uh, the other day and, and he was, and he was like, you know, he was looking at, not that he was going to source this, but he was just looking at different products and it was like these drunk glass, drunk glasses that you put on and it's, it, you know, makes you feel like you're drunk or something. And I'm like, well, that's fun and it's and everything, but what's your, what's your other products you're going to sell that are related to that? Well, it'd have to be something that was kind of like related to being kind of silly, I guess, but I'm just, what's that? breathalyzers. Yeah, yeah, right. So <laughs> it, it would it would have to be something similar, but to me it would be hard to find something like you're buying drunken glasses which is kind of comical, but in the same breath, you got to find something else that's going to go synergistically together. So just be smart about it, you know, and you know, like like you said, I mean, they're going to do the work for you. Just know that there is other products that you could add to it down the line, not just being like I'm just going to do this one product. I think this is going to be the home run. Yeah, you know? and that's you know, that's the other thing is it really is significantly easier to find those products because Amazon does the work for you. Um, the hardest thing to know, and Scott, I'd love to get your take on this, uh, and I'm sure you've touched on it in the past, is when to, to add those additional products. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I, go ahead. I know you've, you've probably got your yours. I'll tell you mine in a second. Personally, it's when no matter what we do to something, it, you know, the, the sales sent to stay the same, you know, we add more keywords to PPC, whatever it reaches that, that temporary plateau. Um, I've, I've noticed that there is no such thing as a sales plateau on Amazon because every time we think we're not going to sell more than that a day, we do. Um, but you know, for us, it's that 15 to, you know, 10 to 15 to 20, what it, depending on the product, um, sales a day where we, we haven't noticed uh, an increase in a couple days or even a week. Um, we start to we start to look for other products to extend that because we know that it's it's now at a fixed point. It's not going to drop massively. It's not going to increase massively overnight, and so we can start to to dedicate our time and resources on that second, third, fourth, fifth product. Yeah. Um, I am a, a massive advocate, and it's funny. One of the consulting uh, clients that we're working with, you know, we're essentially starting a brand new Seller Central account with 50 units, um, 50 different products, um, which I'm sure there's some value to it, but for anybody that's starting, start with one, Yeah, (laughs) just start with one, figure out the process, get it up, get it to that place where it plateaus for you. Um, and you know, no matter what you do, you go out and you get additional reviews, you increase PPC, and then you can start to take that time and effort and dedicate it to something else, but use all of the time and effort you have to push your first product until you can't figure out another way to push it yeah. and then move on to something else. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very similar to that. My, mine is, I mean, in, in a perfect world, it's basically every product I roll out, I want to get at least 20 sales a day, and I, I, won't, stop, uh, I won't stop pushing it until I get to that 20 sales per day. But like you said, I, I'm not going to also fall in love with it that I can't abandon it. Um, and the thing is, is if I've done everything I think under the sun that I can do in order to get it to that point, um, you know, let's say I get it 12 sales a day and I'm still trying to, you know, really work on it. What I may do is obviously just leave it there, but continue to build my reviews and my feedback naturally as I'm getting those, you know, five or 10 or 15 sales a day. And then I know that probably over time, a little bit longer than I had thought, it's going to get to that 20 sales a day. And this is exactly the situation I'm dealing with right now with my second product, which I just released probably six weeks ago. And 
I've had some days where I've done, you know, my biggest day was 19 units and they were all organic sales. Uh, some were pay-per-click, but I'm saying they weren't like promos. Um, right. But uh, then I've had a couple days where there was only one or two sales. So my average has been about five to six sales, you know, give or take, you know, some days a little bit higher. But, you know, I'm my problem with that one is, is I selected that product a little prematurely and my, my research told me that the number one product was probably selling about 40 a day, but the second, third, and fourth product uh, were probably only selling about five to 10 a day each. So the problem with that is the number one listing is taking up a majority of the demand of the market. So in order for me to get those sales, I got to be able to get to the one or the two spot in order to to take that. So my learning lesson from that is, is don't go so shallow. I have to make sure that I'm deeper. Um, within that, but I do think I'm going to get to the 20 sales a day. It's just not going to be as soon as, uh, you know, I thought it would be, but what I'm doing is I've already got my third product in production and it should be here for the, the second quarter. So, um, that was my goal going into this too, is I wanted to roll out one product per quarter, figuring I could get, you know, that to that 20 sale per day, but I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. My, my thing is I want 20 sales a day. Um, for five products across the entire brand for 2015. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, product number two, it, it's it's going to probably get there. It's going to eventually probably get there, but it's not going to get there, I don't think, before I release my third product because that one's already in production and going to be here in probably around two, two and a half weeks. Uh, you know, I know we touched on it earlier, but it, there is something to be said for we're going to have you know, there are going to be products that don't do as well as you think they're going to do right off the bat. Sure. But there, you know, as far as I've seen, there's not really a plateau for where, where you will ever top out. You know, that the first product that we listed, we would not have picked, um, as a product to source for Amazon. Right. But we are half, I guess would be the correct term, the BSR of the highest selling person, the highest selling other person in that category. So we're selling twice as many, give or take, wow. as they are. Um, and a large part of that is due to, you know, that those follow-up sequences, getting sure. seller feedback, getting reviews. And the thing with Amazon is that a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Mm-hmm. The more seller feedback your account has, the more likely you are to show up for any given search term, right? It's just like in organic search optimization, the more links you have, the better your overall search score is. Absolutely. The more likely you are to show up for blue widget or any variation thereof, right? So, you know, in addition to those Amazon emails that go out that say, hey, they might also be interested in that product, in addition to, you know, the boost in organic search, in addition to all of the cross-sell and upsell that you're going to get, you are going to show up more in... Amazon organic search for keywords you never would have thought of and even keywords that your PPC doesn't really indicate are profitable as you move into that second, third, and fourth product because your overall account is stronger. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, you might only sell an additional one or two a day. So you might get that from 15 to 17 or 18, but those are two additional sales a day that you didn't have to do anything extra to earn. And so you're always, you know, as you expand that product line, you're always going to see an increase in the existing products just because of the way that Amazon is set up. Yeah, um, yeah so, I agree. You know, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt to move that way. Even if your second product, you know, your first product's a raging success, your second product isn't quite there, you know, as you start to get those reviews. And even those, those organic reviews, Scott, you know, yeah. you and I have talked about 
you know, that 50 review marker, that half of your competitors' reviews is where you really start to eat into their sales. Yep. Uh, so let's actually you know, let's actually dig into that because it's funny that you mentioned that because I mean we're we're running a little bit longer than usual. That's fine, but I, I wanna I wanted to touch on that because I think that was a great point that you brought up at our mastermind meeting. But I, I I never thought of it like that, but it does make sense, and I'd like to have you maybe explain that a little bit. Um, as far as the reviews go, and because a lot of people are like, well, I don't even need reviews. And, you know, I guess there's some products that you, you need less than others, and I get that, but there's a, a pretty good rule of thumb, and I, I like that analogy that that you you explained. So could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'll see if I remember what I said. Well, it was it was the it was the it was the it was the fifty percent of your like let's say for instance my right. competitor has two hundred, you're saying before it really is going to make a significant impact, you gotta really kind of cut that in half. Right. And so, you know, let's just go with the, the 200 number. Yeah. You know, one of the numbers that's tossed around is really important is that 50 review mark. Right. Um, and that's that's a great number of reviews that's going to really help people convert. And it's it's a high enough number that most people won't blink when they see that you're a three and a half, four and a half star review based on 50 reviews. The, the trick really comes in is, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Amazon is now showing three to five related products on your seller page. Um, so if you have a garlic press, it's showing three or four or five other garlic presses once you scroll down below the description, um, in addition to the other related items. And it's doing a side-by-side -side comparison. It's a comparison table. So if you only have 50 reviews and your top competitor has 500 and you have the same number of stars, why would anybody view your 50 reviews with any significance? Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and what I've started to notice just based on the, the review numbers that we have internally is those jumps happen. Yeah, they'll happen at 50, but they really start to happen when you get to, you know, half or more of that person above you. Yeah. So in your case, Scott, you know, they have 200 reviews. They have 200. You have 25 which product are you going to buy? You're going to buy the one with 200 views because yep. clearly it has more happy people. Yep. Whether it does or not. No, yeah, you're right. It's, like, it's psychological. It's social proof, right? Right. So the more social proof you have, the better. Right. And then, you know, the other the other portion to reviews and, you know, to go completely off track is there's three things that matter on Amazon or four things, you know, for when you're going to show up. The first one is, are the keywords in your description? Is your description properly fleshed out? You know, is it a converting description, right? How many right. sales do you make? Right. That's the that's the second one. The third one is your overall seller account, right? That feedback. Um, and you and I are both advocates of asking for feedback before we ask for reviews. Right. One, because we can weed out issues um, where we would get a, a negative review that isn't necessarily deserved or whatever right. um, through that process. And two, because seller feedback plays a role. The you know, if it was just reviews that played a role, when you launched a product, you wouldn't rank organically for it. Exactly. And I, you know, our additional products, each additional product we launch, we get more organic sales sooner because we Amazon knows that we're going to create happy buyers, and that's what Amazon is all about, right? Is providing that customer service, knowing that their buyers are going to be happy because happy buyers are frequent buyers, and that's what Amazon wants. Exactly. Right. And so if we can push for those reviews, the more reviews we have, the higher that social proof, the better. The more reviews we have, the more feedback we have, the better. Um, so all of those things really build on top of one another and start to start to really uh, flywheel all of your listings forward, not just 
the one that you have now. Yeah, and and, and you know, I I want to I want to uh, actually share with everyone that that is the definitely the case for me because I launched the first product and it didn't. It took it took some time to, to rank. You know, it took some time, and it took some work. And I launched the second product, and for a couple of keywords that I thought were going to take me a very long time to rank for because they were only two words and they were you know like the obvious ones, right? And I was ranking on second uh, page on like maybe after the first week and a half, and then I was actually ranking on page one, and I still am for two of them right now, and it's only been six weeks. Um, so. Like you said, though, I think the one thing that's going to help my sales is the reviews because right now I am at about 28 or 29 reviews and my competitor is at like 223, right? So, you know, I need to work on that and I know that. And my problem is right now is I can't even run really a promotion because I started with 500 units. And here we go back (laughs) to the, the, the inventory, right? I started with 500 units. I gave away about 50. And I've had my my organic sales happening here, you know, over the past five weeks, you know, and I've sold 200 units. So, you know, combined with the promotion. So I'm down to 300 units. Well, if I do a hundred giveaway, maybe 20 a day for five days, there's a hundred units. And if I really ramp things up, I'm going to be out of inventory. So then I got to start all over again in a sense. So I have actually 500 more units coming. um, And then once they get here, I'm going to do that. I'm probably going to do some type of promotion. Haven't decided which one I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to do something to get out 20 units a day for five days, and then from there I'm going to going to you know basically go after my reviews and my feedback just as I do because it's on autopilot. You just kind of right. feed them in, and it's going to spit out the the emails right like we talked about. And for there, I'm hoping out of the hundred, I'm going to get between another 25 and and maybe 35 reviews, hopefully. Um, you know, and then that'll ramp that up. And then organically between now and the time that I get that promotion going, I'm going to probably get another 10 reviews. So it's a slower process, but I know eventually I'm going to get there because I'm looking at my competitor and I don't think they're doing a follow-up sequence because their reviews have been there almost since I started. They haven't really improved on the reviews, So I know that I can get ahead. It's just going to take some time. And I can't, I'm not going to go get a hundred reviews overnight because that's not organic, right? Right. Well, and that's that's the other thing that we should probably stress in this, Scott, is this is not an overnight no. thing. I mean, it's it's a freaking quick thing. It's quickest I've ever done, but it's not quick overnight. Right, exactly. Because, you know, 90% of the variables are taken care of, yep. right? The website yep. exists. All you have to do is write the copy. The, the customers, customers exist. exist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's things you can do to generate additional customers like Amazon PPC. Right, but right, right. If, you know, a properly created listing in most cases will trip and fall into a couple sales. Yep. Right. Um, and you know, so 90% of the the issues that you would have creating an income stream are, are resolved. So all you have to do is create the product, create the listing and push it. That's it. Right. That and is so, it. you know, it, it's not an overnight thing. You're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and sell 20 units a day, but it is fairly consistent. No, I mean, it, there are, it is. There are going to be some some swings, but it's not going to go from 100 sales a day to zero for no reason. No, you you might drop to 80 and then figure out that somebody is outranking you. Right, right, and you can start to stress those things. Yep, yep. Um, no, I it, I agree. You know, three months, six months, nine months. That that's a feasible number to get a decent return on this. Yes. Um. You know. It, you're not going to be an overnight millionaire, but I mean, 
Scott, everybody, everybody that listens knows you're making a, a good chunk of change because you're willing to share those numbers. Um, and you know, right now you're not even taking a salary off of that, right? You're reinvesting that back um, into the yeah. business. I'm, I'm reinvesting, and that's why I'm able to roll out this second product and third product. And um, and I did mention that um, I don't know, was it on the the last one that I did? Someone, yeah, it was the one that came out today, episode number twenty. Um, which today isn't today for the people listening, but <laughs> today's uh, actually a Monday, so we're recording this, but. Uh, you know, um, people were asking about investors and stuff, and we can get in a whole thing about that. But you know, um, you know, my my father wanted to kind of get in the game, and I said, well, rather than you starting from scratch, you know, if you want to go in on a product, I'll help. You know, I'll, I'll help you with that, and you help me with the with the funds, and we'll go in on this one product together, and we'll, you know, you can take a twenty percent cut of it. So you know what I mean? Like that's the other things you can kind of do as you move on. But but yeah, I'm investing everything back in to the business to grow it. So this way here I can, but again, you can only invest so much to grow it so fast without it not looking natural. So in my case, like I said, to get those additional hundred reviews that I'm going to need or 150 reviews, it's still, I know that it's going to take three to four months to probably get them without it looking unnatural. So I'm okay with that. Now it's different. If I had more sales volume, it would go quicker. But the sales volume isn't there, which I've already illustrated because the demand for this product isn't as high as I thought it was. But I know that once I do get to that number one or number two spot, I will be able to get to the 20 sales. It's just going to take a little bit longer, and I'm okay with that. So Right, and that's so that's the other thing, right? So you had your initial investment, and for, for most people, just based on the conversation uh, conversations that I've had, it's somewhere between one and $5,000, right? Yep, 5000 for um, me it was, yeah. And, you know, that, that falls in that average range. Yep. So, okay you know, that initial investment, you're not investing more money than that. No. Right. So your second, third and fourth product, even if you continue to reinvest all of the profits that you're making from that first product, your second, third and fourth product are pure profit. Exactly. You know, that, that $5,000, once you've paid yourself back for that, if, even if you continue reinvesting that $5,000 into the business every month, you're not, you don't have an additional capital outlay, right? I mean, it, it's that 5,000, that 3,000, that 2,000, whatever it was, that's your, it's kind of a fixed nugget unless you want to expand beyond that. Exactly. And so, you know, you pay yourself back for that 5,000, you still have that 5,000 next month coming into the business to reinvest into product three, four, and five. And then you're not spending your money, you're spending the business's money. Yeah. And, and that point. yeah, and, and I will be honest because if, you know, and that was the question that I answered on, on the last podcast was, you know, would it help me to scale faster if I had investors or someone to go in? And the answer is yes, it would. And that's why I actually did, you know, have, oh, I, you know, my father come on board. Well, obviously, cause he wanted to get in the game, but he didn't want to do all of this stuff. Kind of like you, you with the consulting, right? The guy, people don't want to do it, but he's got some money laying around. That he says, yeah, well, I'll go ahead and stick it in a product. We'll see what happens. You know? So it's, it's kind of like the same thing, right? I'm doing the work. I've got all of the channels set up. I've got all of the know-how, but you got a person that doesn't really want to, uh, you know, take the time to learn all that stuff and do it and doesn't want to spend the time. So, they're willing to do the other. So for me, it's scalability. I want to be able to scale maybe past my five products that I've already set out to do for 15. Maybe I'll do six or seven products and maybe he could be in on two of them. Um, right. you know, so it's just a way to scale a little bit quicker. Um, but again, if people are listening and you didn't listen to that last episode, which was episode number 20, uh, is, you know, basically if you, if you don't have the money and you want to find someone that does have some money, that's willing to take a little bit of a risk with you, Obviously, I said on the podcast, too, you want it to be someone you know, you know, that and they know the risks as well. Um, but there's really no excuses for anyone not to move forward. 
You know, I mean, that's bottom line. We're, we're way off topic right now. Chris, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So just, just to jump back on that really quick, it's an issue of resources versus resourcefulness. Yes. Right. And the people with resources or if you are resourceful, you will never lack the resources. Exactly. Right. Go out and find somebody. Call grandma, call grandpa, call mommy, call daddy. Right. Get get a thousand dollars, get five hundred dollars. Yep. Or or do some consulting. On, right. You know? Do some consulting. Take on a partner. Go buy a bunch of soda at Walmart and do retail arbitrage. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever your, your, your pension is, you know, there, it's not. Okay, $5,000 sounds like a lot of money. It's not a ton of money if you can do some things, right? Exactly. You know, if you can consult for a little bit or, you know, build a website for a client or whatever else, figure out a way to, to find a small chunk of change and, and start. And if you have to order only 100 instead of 1,000, that's fine. Fine. Because when you sell through that 100, as long as you're not in the vitamin space, uh, <laughs> you'll have you'll have enough left over to reinvest that in 150 units and then 200 units. And you and I have talked to a couple people that that are doing exactly that. And yep. it's it's a much harder road to hoe than buying $5,000 worth of inventory, but it will get you there and it will scale as long as you keep an eye on the inventory. Yeah. You know, if that's your biggest concern, is you only have a thousand dollars, and so you can only buy two hundred units. It's a little bit more work, but you can still do it. Um, and that really is that really is the biggest win. Is that any anyone that is willing to put in the work can do this, and the trick is putting in the work, yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like we said, Amazon takes care of ninety percent of it. You just have to be willing to put in the time and the effort into finding a product and and writing the description and and pushing it. Yep, absolutely. All right, Chris, I think this is going to wrap it up. This this has definitely been a longer episode, but it's been a good one. I knew we, you and I could we could talk for another hour, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this has been very very uh, helpful, and uh, I think people are going to just get another look at um, you know a, a, or another business model because you are actually like I said, you got started by helping someone else just by seeing an opportunity, and then now you are able to be consultants and actually dip into some of these profits without even having to have your own product, which I think is awesome because you can just basically push and, and, and get the profits and keep pushing. You know, so that's, that, that's awesome. Um, is there any other last little tidbits you want to share before we, we, uh, we get off here? I know we shared a bunch and you kind of said it in the last little bit there, but I know you could probably give someone a, another little nudge. So, uh, any people that are just starting, let's, let's just finish up with them. I think the the biggest thing is one get started, just just do it. You know, trademark Nike or whoever has that now. Um, <laughs> but you know, and if you have questions, ask. Yeah, there is someone willing to help you. Scott, myself, anybody in that FBA private label group that we're a part of on on Facebook. You know, ask, and someone has been there. Someone has done it. It's. Again, an issue of resources versus resourcefulness. There's nothing that you can't overcome by asking that question. Just ask it. Worst comes to worst, you don't get an answer and you have to ask it again. Yeah, absolutely. Right? There, There isn't a single situation that you will run into that one of us hasn't been through. Exactly. And if, and if, and if, there, if we haven't, we're going to be able to find the answer or someone else will. So, right. you know, it's like one of those things. It's like you don't know until you actually go through the process. You can sit there and read and learn and, and think you know, but until you start getting through this stuff, you're not going to know. You know, exactly. so, so you just got to do it. Well, Chris, thank you 
Again, man, you, this has been really, really awesome, and I'm sure, uh, like I said, people are going to love it. Uh, and uh, just get another percep, you know, perception of, of like, you know, what's entailed to this business, and that it is a lucrative business. You just, it's not an overnight get rich quick thing, you know. So absolutely. So, all right, man, that is going to wrap this uh, this episode up. I just want to say thanks again, though, bud. Anytime, man. All right. Okay, so. I think you can agree. Chris is a pretty cool guy and he's got his stuff together. And I love talking to Chris uh, because I learn something usually every time or it helps me reflect on something. So this way here I can, you know, continue to develop these certain things and reinforce what I already know, maybe, right? Sometimes we just need that. But uh, I just want to thank him again for coming on. I want to thank you guys for hanging in there. That was a long interview, you know, over an hour long. And, uh, you know, I don't have any time schedule. So I know I like to try to keep these between 30 and 45 minutes, but interviews, sometimes they go a little longer because we start digging in. And uh, that's what I want this to be like. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen wherever you are. You know, if you're on the way to work in your car or if you're taking a jog, Hey, thanks for taking me along. And uh, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Now, if you are brand new and you wanted to kind of go back to some of these podcast episodes or even just go to that quick start little section that I created for you, if you're just getting started, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash start. And that's it. And once you get there, you'll see that there's going to be the episodes. And I'll be adding to that as we kind of keep building this thing out. But if you have any questions, you can also do that on the blog at uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And one last thing, if you haven't left an iTunes review yet, I'd really appreciate it if you would do that. It helps me to stay motivated, but it also allows iTunes to know that people are listening and people are enjoying the show, and it's going to help us rank better. So this way here, we can reach more sellers and more people for the future. All right. So I would really, really appreciate it if you could do that for me. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Hope you've enjoyed this show. Get out there, make things happen, and report back to me with how well you're doing. All right. Take care. Talk to you later.